Welcome to Prayer Huddle, a community that seeks to host God, influence lives, and revive hearts. The message you're about to listen to is a word in season to make your spirit soar like that of the eagle. Thank you for listening and stay blessed. Um, we are in a season of helps and liftings from the Holy Spirit. And uh, one of the things the Lord has asked us to do is to go back and plow the ground spiritually, all the words and revelation that we've been imparted with during our blaze on the Holy Spirit ultimate helper. We want to take these uh, few months into the year to use it to plow the ground, to prep our heavens for the manifestations of God's helps in our lives, mighty helps in our lives. The Bible says Jordan became so mighty because it became great because he was mightily helped of the Lord. He was mightily helped of the Lord. How many of you are trusting for mighty helps from the Almighty God in this year? I am humbly, humbly desiring mighty helps from the Lord. I know that it makes a difference when God helps a man, when God is helping a man and a woman to come into his will, to fulfill his purpose, to stand in his inheritance. It makes a whole world of difference. When God's help kicks in, all struggles in the flesh and natural comes to an end. I want to pray and prophesy to someone on this meeting tonight, that an end has come to all your struggles in the name of Jesus Christ of prayer. Praise the Lord. So today we're going to continue um, on helps, seeking helps and liftings of the spirit. Praise the Lord. And I want um, those on 2 Corinthians 1, Sister Cynthia, 2 Corinthians 1, three to four. I'm going to ask somebody else to go to Genesis chapter 26, 12 to 13. No, first person, Genesis 26, one to four. Gen Genesis 26, same Genesis 26, 12 to 13. Um, and then I will read Joshua 1, 15 to 16. But I just want you to get those scriptures ready. Amen. Jet, um, Second Corinthians chapter 1, 3 to 4, and then Genesis chapter 26, 1 to 4. Anybody can pick on that. And then Genesis as well, chapter 26, 12 to 13. Amen. We want to adopt into our understanding some concepts in the spirit. Uh, some principles. The Bible says precepts must be upon precepts, line upon line, a little here, a little there. Amen. And in Isaiah 8, 20, it says, if they speak not, if their confession and profession or teaching is not according to the law and testimony, this law and testimony is because there is no dawn, there is no morning in them, no light in them, no revelation no breaking through into God's, God's 
uh, perspective. And so I want us to order our steps in prayer with divine perspectives, and we can only pull that from the word of God. So can you do your first reading in 2 Corinthians? First, first Corinthians, um, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 4, right? Yes. Okay. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we would be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which, which, with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Hmm. Now, I love that last part, and I want us to pay keen attention to that. You said, who comforts us in all tribulation that we may be able to comfort others by the same comfort where which we have been comforted of God. In other words, the same encouragement we have received, the same grace that our lives have enjoyed, the same blessing that we've been able to step into, the same inheritance in Christ, the same privilege we've been able to harness. It says that we might become God's agent of distribution. Amen. God's agent of distribution of the same comfort, the same blessing, the same grace, the same helps that we have enjoyed, we have received, we might become God's agent to bring about the same in other lives. The Spirit of God began to open my eyes to see that this year, 2022, is a very significant year because for many reasons. Number one, it's not just a year where we're coming out of, you know, COVID experience and all that, but this is a year where God wants to erode what I call collective manifestation of his children. Collective manifestation, collective breakthrough. You know, we've been dealing about collective captivity. You know, when the enemy can take a people and just hold them bound, hold them bound by the thoughts of their mind, by traditions, by mindsets, but there's also collective breaking forth, collective manifestation. And God is saying, the way I'm going to do it is make you become that agent of change in other people's lives. It says that the same comfort, the same thing you have encountered with God, the same helps that I've encountered with God, I I will now tell God and say, Lord, what you've done in my life, I'm going to be an extension of that same thing to other people. I'm praying for somebody today that in this year, 2022, your life will assume a deeper sense of meaning, deeper sense of spiritual meaning in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, let's read Joshua 1. Joshua 1, God also literally instructed the children of Israel on the same principle. Joshua chapter 1, verse 
15. Joshua chapter 1, verse 15. I want my brother Ricardo, if you can help me give a shout out to that scripture, Joshua 1, 15. Joshua 1, 15. You're still muted. Joshua 1, 15? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, Joshua 1, 15 says, until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has to you, and they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them, then you shall return to the land of your possession and shall possess it, the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. Amen. So in Amen. this place, God literally began to give the children of Israel because here 12 tribes were traveling and about 10, one, one and a half tribe had already settled in their promised land. And the other tribes were going to cross the river and enter into the promised land. And it meant that they still have battles to fight. They still have wars to conquer. And God began to say here that no believer should stand alone in their inheritance. No believer should be a one-man showmanship in his faith but you are going to join with other of your believers, all of your brethren, and ensure that they also enter into your inheritance. Please, I'm going somewhere today. And, and this is how the Lord just opened my eyes to this prayer, that you, this is how I want you to stir up my people. And I just want you to know that there are people in your life, people in your family, that God wants to use you as an instrument of change this year. God wants to use you and I as an instrument of change to a lot of people that we know around us, in our community, in our sphere of influence. And God is saying for you to be an agent of change, first you need to understand that is an assignment that brings you into greater blessing. It's an assignment that brings you promotion and lifting, helping others with the same comfort, with the same help, with which you've been helped. You begin to reach out in that to other people. But you know what that means is that our capacity has to, something has to happen to our capacity. Our capacity has to grow. Before you can carry other people's burdens this year in the place of prayer as an intercessor, before you can hinge other people, you know, faith on your faith and agree with them, something has to happen. Your own capacity has to break boundaries. And that is where the bulk of our prayers will lie today. That's your capacity as a person, my capacity as a person, in terms of my vision, in terms of my dreams, in terms of my goals, are you casting your goals, your vision in a way that you, you can accommodate 
you know, the liftings of orders, the helps of orders, because uh, the way the helps and the liftings of the spirit will come, is going to come through collective manifestation. I want to pray for you and I, none of us will miss out of these dispensation, this season in the spirit, when the Holy Ghost is announcing this collective manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to pray for you that you will not be stranded by the way. I want to pray for you that you will not be shipwrecked and you will not fall by the wayside. You will not be a, 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 a passerby in what God is doing in the mighty name of Jesus. When we talk about capacity, there are three key things I want us to look into quickly. And number, it has to do with our response because our response to divine promptings is what determines how God will use us in this year. How many of you want to be used this year? How many of you are trusting God for you, you're trusting God for a promotion, but it's not, it's not just a promotion at work or promotion in living status. You're just talking, you're talking about a promotion that has to do with change of where you are, like living where you are right now and moving to the next phase of your life. That kind of promotion. How many of you are envisaging that kind of thing? You are envisioning that kind of thing. Amen. Let me see your response and your hand. You are looking forward to God, to something that moves you to the next level. I am praying for that. Praise the Lord. I am trusting God for that kind of promotion. It might even mean a positional shift. This promotion might mean a greater access into the heart of God, into the plan of God. This kind of promotion might actually mean that you're, you're coming up higher. You say, come up higher. God wants to say some things to you. This promotion might mean that you are be, you're going to take your first step into beginning what God wants you to start doing. This promotion might actually mean that your family will come to a place, a position, when you guys have a, a room to serve God, you're not just working and working and working and so busy that you can't make room for God. Praise the Lord. So whatever it is that you desire as promotion, one key thing is your response to divine promptings. When God begins to prompt you, how do you respond? Now, this year is very important. We understand some th key things about this year. And I wrote it down that, you know, when, when I was praying, I said, Lord, uh, prayer holder as community, we're going to be praying about this year, trusting God for great things this year and all that. And the spirit of God began to open my eyes to some dynamics in this year. This year explains what you see in the Hebrew numerals um, year 2022, which means year of double seasons, year of double seasons. So this is one year where you have literally two seasons traveling parallel to each other in one, two seasons within one time span. And by that, what do I mean? In this year, while some people 
um, not you, there will be famine and there will be prosperity traveling together in this year. There will be scarcity and there will be increase traveling together in this year. There will be, you know, stagnancy and yet there will be advancement traveling together in this year. What will make a difference? Please listen to me. This is important. What will make a big difference in your life as a child of God is not your going to church. It's not just your tithes and givings. It's not just your fasting and prayer. Those things are important. But most importantly, how you respond to the promptings of God. Those promptings as they come, how do you respond to it? The Lord literally told me, he said, this year, make sure every idea, every inspiration, every anything that comes to you like a thought or flash, write it down and execute it. Anything that God gives to you this year, okay? And it's a plan, it's a goal. Don't sit on it. Pursue it, amen. Put it to work. This is a year of fruition. This is a year not to stay with the status quo, but a year to put your faith to work. Now, to explain this in better perspective, let's look at Genesis 26, Genesis 26, 1 to 4, and Genesis 26, 12 to 13. Somebody can help me with the reading. Genesis 26, 1 to 4. All right. Now I'm going to read it. And there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, the king of Philistines, unto Jerah. And the Lord appeared to him and said, don't go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land which I've told you. Sojourn in this same land. And I will be with you, I will bless you, for unto you and unto your seed, I will give all the countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham your father. And I will make you, I will make your seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give unto you the seed of all countries, and all the seeds shall, and in thy seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. I want you to take note that the chapter opened with saying there was famine. But yet in the famine, in a season of famine, somebody literally was carrying the blessing of God. And that person is you. Amen. Look at Genesis 26, verse 12 to 13. Somebody can read that. Genesis 26, 12 to 13. Go ahead. Then Isaac sowed in that land and mm. reaped in the, in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The, the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Amen. So in the same land where there is famine, in the same year where there was famine, he sowed, he did something. Take note, he sowed, he acted in response to what God said to him. The Lord said, this same land you will prosper. This same land you're carrying the blessing. 
I want to speak prophetically to someone. In this same year, in this same year, hear the word of the Lord, you will break forth. In this same year, says the Lord, you will break forth. You will break through every boundaries in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me hear your loud amen. Now, amen. there will be prophetic manifestations for those who will put their faith to work. There will be prophetic manifestations for those who will put their faith to work. In Joshua 1 verse 16, where we had read, he said something in verse 16. If you go back there, verse 16, Joshua 1 verse 16. If you're there, you can read it. Joshua 1 verse 16. Now, you got to be quick with your scriptures. Otherwise, once I get there, I'll read it. Now, it says in verse 16, and they answered Joshua saying, this is their response. This is how they responded. After God said to them, you have to be ready for collective manifestation. He says, then they said to Joshua, all that you've commanded us, we will do. And wheresoever you send us, we will go. Now, I want you to notice two things from this scripture, and then I'll add the third one the Lord spoke to me about. Number one, they, in their response, they were willing to do. Whatever you ask us to do, we will do. It's just like when Jesus' mother told the disciples, whatsoever he says, do it. That is the key to seeing the miracles, the manifestation the promotion, and the breaking forth. Whatsoever you ask us to do, we will do it. So one important key this year as we pray is you've got to act on your faith. You've got to act on the goals. You've got to act on the dreams. You've got to seek God for strategy. Amen. You've got to do something about that thing that has been in your heart. So it doesn't die prematurely. Number two, it, it says, wheresoever you want us to go, we will go. That talks about location. So first is action this year. Second is location. The third one is timing. Timing is key. Hallelujah. Timing is key. Why is timing key? There are three parts to vision. When God speaks to you, you know, Habakkuk chapter 2, when he caught the vision of God, he says, I will stand on my watch to see what he will say to me. Imagine, see, he didn't say to hear what he will say to me. No, because we don't, we don't receive from God like that. Whenever we receive from God, God works on our capacity to imagine. That's how we receive from God. That is how we receive the vision from God. He said, I will stand on my watch to see what he will say to me. Okay. God is saying things just like Abraham. God was saying to him, I will bless you. I will increase you. But Abraham, I need to work on your power of imagination, ability to capture what I'm saying. And God said to Abraham, look up and count the stars. 
and he said, how many are they? He said, so numerable. Count the ones, the, the sand on the seashore. How many? Can you count them? He said, so innumerable. He said, that is how. So what God was saying to Abraham, God had to open his capacity to see it. For instance, I've been hearing from God about the coming revival in America. And God has been saying that I'm pouring another wave of new wine of my spirit in America. And some of the people that are going to be leading this revival in America, some of them are even minorities. They're going to be apostles that are not known, prophets that are not known, teachers that are not known. And I will begin to amplify their voice in the land. I'll begin to, you know, God is the one that be, God works and he begins to tune up. He can tune up, amen, the volume of the voice that he wants to be heard in every dispensation and season. It is God that tunes some. He can just say, okay, I want to keep this at a baseline, but I want to amplify this voice, amen. But even though I've been hearing that, one of the things that start transpiring in the eyes of my mind is ability to capture it, you know, capture the vision, see it, imagine it. No wonder the Bible says, it says God is able to do, okay, which, what you ask or think beyond our imagination. So it starts from your imagination, praise the Lord. The power to see, the power to capture. And that is where, Timing comes in because when you see that, you know, you, you're so excited. Like I said, there are three parts to every vision as you capture it, everything that comes to your spirit. Number one, what is it? You have to write it down. Habakkuk says, it says, make it plain, write the vision. What is the vision? Number two, how? How is the vision? And that is where at times many of us miss it. We jump ahead of God because we just come up with an idea. Oh, I know how God wants to do it. I know how. And most times we go by our experience, by where we're coming from and things like that. And we blow it because the vision start dying prematurely. And the third thing is the timing, the timing of the vision. When? When? And that is when you and I need to learn to stay in God's waiting room. Praise the Lord. Some of you, God is using this prayer huddle for you as a waiting room because it's going to take you to places beyond your imagination. I've been so amazed how on prayer huddle, young people, young, I'm saying like myself, with young family, and they are emerging with new etaperennial um, horizons. They are forming new businesses, new organizations, and they're just sharing with me and saying, Pima, just agree with us. This year, we are striking it. We're putting our faith to work. I want to say to you, if you are in this meeting, connecting with me in the spirit, you're going to dig wells this year, and you will get breakthroughs. New wells will be dug for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I hear you strong in my spirit. It's going to be a season of manifestation of grace, a season of manifestation of breaking forth this year. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Put your faith to work action, number one. Number two, location is key. Location is key. Um, 
When I talk about location, it can be geographic and it can be lo location that has to do with your position, you know, in the will of God, in the will of God. If you're not in the center of God's will or you are equidistant to the will of God in your life, you, 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 you would not enjoy the fullness of all that God has. Because where we stand, our position, our location, where we are, has to do with the authority we enjoy, the divine backing we enjoy with God. Elijah said, before God, whom I stand. Okay, he decreed over the land, before God, whom I stand. So he was standing in a place with God in the will of God. So if you want to see some manifestations in your prayers, beloved, it starts with our action and faith. Number two, the location where you are standing parallel to God's will. Amen. And uh, also timing. Let me say something about location. If you're flying to London, the radar of the plane will say you're going to uh, east, right? Now, you're, going, you're flying east from US, you're going to London. Now, if you stay on that east as you're flying and you keep flying as a pilot, you're not going to arrive at London. This is important. You will not arrive at London just for the fact that you got up from the tarmac and as you're going, it says to you that from the longitudinal, latitudinal distance, London is on the map east and you're going, let's say it's telling you you're going east and you're traveling that way. It won't land at London. The only thing that will land you at London is multiple cost corrections. So there has to be cost corrections. The pilot has to be listening, okay, to the radio and say, okay, now you might have to actually tilt a little northwest from your east. And then he has to do that. Then I say, okay, a little bit distance, um, just go south southeast of your east. So the main focal point is east, but he has to do a lot of cost corrections to be able to arrive at that London. And the Lord began to say to me that there's so many of us, we need to cost correct our ideas, our notions, you know, our approach to so many things so that we can get to where God wants us to get to. Lastly, before we pray, some very dangerous prayers. Let me see what time we have. Good. Now, you need to walk on your mind this year. Um, and walking on your mind means allow the Holy Spirit himself, allow the Holy Spirit himself to help you conquer all the self-inhibitions. There are a lot of you that God wants to use mightily. There are a lot of us that God wants to move to the next phase of our lives, but they're just self-inhibitions. There are things that they become like lion in our heart, scary lion. If you read, I'll share somebody with someone. If you read the pilgrim's journey, that book, when you, when you read that book, there's a place in that book where Christian and faithful got to a house and that house is actually the place, I can't remember now, but it's a place of fellowship where they're going to be refreshed 
and you know, re, re, they will gain strength renewal. But right at the entrance of that house was a lion, a white lion, but the lion was chained. But they didn't know, they didn't realize that the lion was chained and the lion was roaring, roaring so loud that Christian and faithful were so scared. So the comfort, the inheritance, the blessing is right ahead of them. They've gone through a very hard years journey. They've come to it just for them to enter. But there was a chained lion roaring, scaring them off it. And the Lord began to say to me that that is how a lot of my children are. But tonight, as we pray, your, that spirit of fear will be broken in your life. I don't know who it is I'm talking about, but fear has held you too, too, too long. That spirit of fear will be broken. That spirit of inhibition will be broken in the name of Jesus over your house, over your family. That lion is not real. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs 24. Somebody opens to Proverbs 24 and Proverbs 26 verse 13. Proverbs 24 and Proverbs 26 verse 13. The Bible used the word slothful in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. It says, now be not slothful. That means don't be lazy. Don't be a slacker. But be ye followers of those who through faith and patience got their promises, got what they wanted, okay? Through faith and patience. Patience there does not mean they stood and folded their hands doing nothing. Patience there actually meant they were putting their faith to work. They were resilient about it on, and they endured in doing it until their visitation came. He said, who through faith and patience inherit the promise? So let's read the scriptures and then we're going to pray some prayer. I believe this is enough charge in our spirit and then we'll go into prayers. Proverbs 24, who is helping me with that? And Proverbs 26, 13. Hallelujah. Moko sapa laba yandesh. No bela gate of redu sebrami Proverbs 24. Yes, sir. The lazy man would not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. Wow. Now, Proverbs 26, 13. The lazy person claims there's a lion on the road. Hmm. Yes, I'm sure there's a lion out there. Yeah. He says the lazy person will not, the first scripture said he will not plow, he will not sow, he will not invest, he will not put anything to work. Okay. And the reason is because something is going on in his mind. He keeps saying there's a lion. There's a, there's a real lion out there that is stopping me from doing what I, I should do. You see, beloved, our minds are never neutral. Don't ever think your mind is neutral. This is the year to put your faith to work. If you're trusting God for healing, don't wait. Don't say, I'll wait till the healing happens to me. No. Smith Wigglesworth says something. He says, when I believe God in prayer for something to happen and it doesn't happen, I move to make it happen. He said, I move to make it happen. So it's, don't ever think your mind is neutral. The mind never stays neutral. Our minds are not neutral, even in response to God's word. So therefore, there are notions in our heads that keeps bending the reality to justify our deepest fears and desires. 
There are just notions in our head. They keep bending the realities. They keep saying there's a lion. There's something stopping me. I decree today that every lion that the devil has concocted as fear, imaginary lion, maybe, maybe it's, it's an attack. There are some of you, anytime you want to do something successful, you want to write an exam, you want to make write and do an interview, you want to do something or build a house or invest in something, you will have this terrible dream. And that dream has kept you from moving forward. Like, wow, maybe God is warning me. It's a false lion that has to be destroyed today. How many of us are ready to pray in the next few minutes? We have... Um, 17 more minutes left in this meeting. And if we can use 10 minutes or 12 minutes to shake the heavens in prayer, you can take this charge in your spirit and, you know, go with it and continue to pray. That'll be fine. I want you to get up on your feet. If you don't mind, please stand on your feet. I just believe standing on your feet you know, and um, taking a position of authority, if you are able to, um, we want to pray some prayers. And we're going to repeat some of the prayers we have been praying concerning helps and liftings. First of all, let us pray that every imagination, the Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of imaginations, casting, pulling out strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. You're going to pray and say, Lord, every carryover mindset, every tradition, unconscious tradition in my lifestyle. You know, the, the, the last time we're praying about this, and I want us to pray, we're saying, talking about traditions. In Matthew 7, 13, he said, he said you, by your traditions, your lifestyle, your mindset, the things you are used to professing and doing and manner of doing it, you have made God's word of non-effect. You're going to pray and say, Lord, every mindset that has made the promises of God ineffective in my life, I begin to cast them down now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you can mute yourself. You can mute yourself and, 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 and begin to decree it out. And this name will pray. You're going to pray. I want us to pray together. You know, when we started, he said, until your brethren and those in your circle of influence are comforted with the same grace, with the same visitation, the same impactation, which, which you have received. He said, don't, don't, don't settle in your inheritance. You're going to pray. Call for divine helps. Oh my God, I'm calling for divine help. I don't know about you. You're going to call for divine help to accelerate you this year. Say, Lord, let your divine helps accelerate me this year. Let your divine help accelerate me this year. In the name of Jesus. I call for divine Pray for two reasons. Number one, there is a resistance in the spirit and we are breaking through that resistance. Number two, we pray because there is something God wants to do with us, with our hearts. And when we go to the place of prayer, that change happens inside out. You're going to pray. 
every battle in this year 2022 sent to destroy my work but higher in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray with holy pray with holy desperation. Every battle, every battle orchestrated by the enemy to destroy my work, to destroy the work of my hands, to attack the vision, to attack the dream, to attack the plan, backfire, 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 backfire. And it will have an impact for one hour or ten hours a day. Come in the house. Amen. You Amen. pull the distractions away Amen. and you pray with intensity. The Bible says that Elijah was a man of subject to like passion as we are in James 1. He said, yet he prayed. There's a way he prayed. He prayed that there be no rain. Scripture before that tells us, he said, the fervent effectual. So what pray, what Elijah prayed was in, in fervency, very effectual, very effectual. Amen. You're going to cry. Every attack of the enemy, you need to understand how resistance works. Resistance is orchestrated by the devil to either stop the plan of God in your life truncate the plan of God in your life or delay the plan of God in your life. You're not going to allow any of it. Amen. Amen. Paul was saying, doors have been opened to me to preach, to preach the gospel in Ephesus. Great and effectual door. He said, but there be many adversaries. There be many contentions. I've been doing my personal study on the journey of Paul. The first and second missionary journey. Oh man, that that man went through a lot. We're going to do, we're going to do a study on the Acts of Apostles on, on prayer huddle very soon. He went through a lot, a lot of resistance. You're going to pray every attack with errors at the edge of breakthrough in this year. You see, there are some targeted attacks. The Bible says that when David got enthroned, then the enemy moved him to number Israel. That was an attack that broke it where he shifted Israel into another phase, you know, of, of, of dealing with, with the consequence of that act. We're going to pray. Every attack, uh, every attack with error, the enemy tried to attack to make mistakes, to be misguided at the edge of my breakthrough. I begin to pray in the name of Jesus. I it on the prayers. One of the things that this year, I want you be, to be intentional about this year. If you're if you're a diligent at, uh, um, attendee of prayer huddle, I want you to understand that your dreams, it's a powerful channel of communication. And your, your dreams signals most times the things going on around your soul, your life. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, true multitude of activities in the soul commit a dream. Now, your dream is also God's ways of warning. It's also a battleground for the enemy. Mm. In the book of Job, he said, God preventing man from his ways. He wants him in a dream. You're going to pray and mean this prayer that this year, 
this year, Lord, sanitize my dream life. That every power using dream battles, there are what we call dream battles, dream battles to wage war against the plans of God in my life. I want you to pray for Holy Ghost sanitation. When we prayed in our place, we saw the Holy Ghost as an executor of cancer. The Bible says it shall, it shall sweep with, it shall garnish and sweep with, with fire and sweep with fire every chaff. And as it's laid to the root, we execute you're going to pray every dream, characteristic dream, familiar dreams, dreams arising from familiar spirits, dreams arising from me, dreams arising from mistakes or doors that open in my life. So big battles exist this year. In the name of Jesus, you will not approach my heritage. Pray in the name of Jesus. For answer prayers, hallelujah. Celebrate. The Lord of Thank you for listening to this message. We love to stay in touch and to see you at one of our events. You can find out more about us on our website at prayer-huddle.com. Email us at feedback at prayer-huddle.com or on our Instagram at prayer underscore huddle.